0: Tonight Nanny talking Fanny. we going to down to Union Hall. we and till midnight. we going to till daylight. Yo, you tuned in. To the one and only random attractive friends, I'm your host L.A. aka the Love Ambassador coming to you live straight and not direct from the Jungle Studios. Now on Sunday it was International Women's Day. Me personally, I don't think it's just one day. I love women 365 days of the year, and in a loop year, 366. But having said that, it was a way, like I said, travelling, uh, enjoying life, celebrating life, celebrating birthday parties, three-day bender. And I do had the chance to do um, my blues series. So what you just heard there was the one and only Coco Taylor. The growl is always amazing the way that she sings. And she was considered well. Let's just say one of the queen of blues music. It can be debated with Edda James and a few others, but let's just, uh, you know, keep the peace, say one one of the queens. So Coco Taylor was born near Memphis in 1928. She forged a musical career that spanned nearly half a century. Both of Taylor's parents had died by the time she was 11 years old, and she and her five siblings picked cotton to survive. In the evenings, they listened to such blues artists as Bessie Smith, Helen Wolf, and Muddy Waters. In the early 1950s, she moved to Chicago with Robert Pops Taylor, whom she later married. She worked as a housekeeper during the day and frequented blues clubs at night. It was while singing one of these clubs in 1963 that Taylor came across the attention of Chess Records producer, the legendary Willie Dixon, who you heard in the background of that song, Wang Dang Doodle, which for her was a 1965 hit and sold over one million copies and reached the top five on the Billboard Rhythm and Blues, which is R&B, for those that don't know, chart. Um, she also went on to record with such legends as Buddy Guy, Big Walter Horton, Robert Nighthawk, who I will definitely do a, uh, a blue show on him because he is legendary for his Maxwell Street recordings. Look, she went on to perform uh, quite regularly and also had a um, successful career. She earned uh, she garnered eight Grammy Award nominations uh, and dozen more blues music awards. In the 1970s, she moved to Alligator Records and she kept being a prolific recording artist. Let's have a listen to her now, the song I'm a Woman. Well, applicable given the current situation, I thought. Everything, everything, everything gonna be alright. Oh yeah. can see with Coco Taylor, she was famous for that growl. I think, in terms of my own view, she's oh, one of the most passionate yeah. people. As you can hear in the background, she just really unleashes a force which I haven't seen in many singers since. And in terms of that utter power, um, and and because it was it was it was rough, you know, it was that kind of gushery type of vibe as well, which made it. Um, even more fascinating. Like I said, she had a very successful career during the 60s and 70s. She travelled an unbelievable amount and she won 29 WC Handy Blues Music Awards. She survived a near-fatal car crash in 1989. In the 1990s, she appeared in the Blues Brothers remake and also Wild Heart. She opened a blues club on Division Street in Chicago in 1994, which relocated to Wabash Avenue, Chicago, South Loop in the year 2000. 2003, she appeared as a guest with Taj Mahal in an episode of the television series Arthur. In 2009, she performed with... Umphrey McGee, the band's New Year's Eve concert auditorium, Chicago. She went on to influence Bonnie Raitt, Shamika Copeland, Shannon Curfman, Susan Tedeschi, Janice Joplin, and many more. In the latter years, she performed over 70 concerts a year. Uh, and uh, well, I guess a little bit of controversy, but also to be frank happens a lot with musicians I've noticed probably because of the way that they earn their money in terms of cash and payments is a bit hard to keep track and 2018 the IRS said that Taylor owed 400,000 unpaid taxes penalties and interest for the years 98 2000 2001 And those years combined her just gross income was 949,000 Needless to say she obviously sorted it out. Her final performance was at the Blues Music Award on the 7th of May and she suffered complications from surgery for gastrointestinal bleeding on may 19th and died on june 3rd well let's just play a couple more songs the next one i'm going to play is put the pot on As you can see, uh, just in closing, uh, she had this incredible power to her. And that was, for me, um, something that still to this day that absolutely captivates me. It's like from the first, like, powerful growl coming through over this sweaty, deep, bass-driven blues music that makes you feel like you transcend distance from you know, a kitchen table of Perth, Australia, into the southern nightclubs of Chicago blues. And when you listen to it, when you walk down the street, I mean, in a world that is lost for passion, it ignites your heart, mind, body and soul. And, well, you know, you can't say as much these days, but, you know, when you see a woman walking past or, you know, for other people that like to play with the same team or doing that thing, it really ignites that feeling. Uh, and there's something that I feel like her music will continue for those that listen throughout the generations because, you know, music like that doesn't age and that uniqueness of the voice, you know, it's it's still today not really heard. Uh, so I'm going to finish it off with a Voodoo Woman because I feel like that just really summarises beautifully about the way that she sings and the grooves that she comes in as attacks. As always, like I said, if I can get one person to listen to the show and one person to enjoy the artist that I'm talking about, then my job is, uh, well, successful, I could say. I'll leave you with Voodoo Woman, Coco Taylor. Enjoy, download, download the music on Spotify, buy all the CDs and everything like that. They call me to move the woman, and I know the reason.